Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. This is Amber. <laughs> it's the apocalypse. No, so, it's not. Well, a little bit. So today, obviously, <laughs> there's been some news about the Pentagon officially releasing. These... Well, no, they didn't release shit. The shit well, this stuff's no, been released for years. Yeah. That's the thing that really has me kind of infuriated well, okay, about I know. this. That's what I mean. The videos, these UFO videos have been out there for a long time, leaked. You know, I'm doing air quotes, leaked. They've been out there. We, 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 we were talking about them three years ago. Yeah, and then they were out there longer than that. Yeah, they were. They were out there over 10 years yeah. ago. So, but all, go ahead. But all of a sudden, now the Pentagon has now confirmed that yes oh thank you for blessing it oh thank (laughs) you so much for blessing it uh from us from the navy you know it's not just tom delong making videos and putting them out there or some youtuber like yes these are videos of um well well, unidentified aerial phenomena now let's be let's be clear i mean I i don't know if this vindicates tom delong as far as if this is real or not but well i already got an email from them from to the stars today that said, saying, ha-ha, we were right. Yeah, just saying, like, see, here you go. But, okay, well, they got every right to say that. They do, but they've been there. So I, it was funny because I, I don't I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter because Twitter is a scary, scary corner I, of the internet. Uh, but I do follow certain people, and I kind of I pay attention to what's – like, I actually follow a lot of UFO stuff on Twitter because, oh, God, the UFO people just fight. It is like days of our lives with the UFO world on Twitter. So, of course. There, there, isn't Twitter. Okay. What? <laughs> You're bobbing your head weird. What? I'm just spitting venom today. I <laughs> feel like spitting venom. What? Right okay. Now. I have a Twitter account. I barely ever. I, sure. I never use it. I Yeah. And I just. That's all I hear about with Twitter. And I mean, I don't want to sound like get off my lawn guy again, but. That's all I hear about Twitter is just dumbasses fighting. It's really evil. Dumbasses. Um, negative, horrible people fighting. I don't no, know what the point is. Because, I mean, so, okay. It's gifts, fighting, psychos, and the occasional interesting, helpful comment from someone that you follow. Like an author or someone just like, hey, this is the book I'm reading. Go check it out. Oh, cool. I went on Amazon and now I bought that and it's a good book. Because my, my social media thing now, and I mean, I don't do the Twitter thing. I do a bit of Instagram I'm a, I'm a Facebook citizen like most of us idiots are. Um, but my social media experience, as you know, consists of records and food yeah. and beer. Yeah, yeah. When I get a nice, uh, interesting for, beer to for drink. For those that don't know, if you, if you don't follow Scott on Instagram or the other socials, um, he likes to take a picture of what beer he's drinking and he likes to take a picture of what album he's listening to. Well, it's because a lot of us record nerds do that. And so all of his record nerd buddies go, oh, so cool. I, so love, cool. That so I love that cool. album. Yeah. Oh, my God. What year is that an original pressing? What country was that one from? Oh, my God. Because so. every record collector sounds like a mouth breather. <laughs> Piss on you, Amber. No, I mean. But that, but that's like that's like the majority of my experience on social media, and I consider it a I know, fun thing. We, I know, just, we I know, all I know. have, we all get a lot of and laughs I've, out of that. I know, and I've tailored my Facebook. We have fun. Yeah, I've tailored my Facebook feed to. Um, long ago, when Trump got into office, I unfollowed a lot of people because I was like, "Holy crap!" Like people are getting weird names. Well, that's just pure venom spitting again. 
So I am. I started realizing that there was an uh, unfollow button on Facebook then, and you don't have to delete anybody. Oh, it's anybody. so good. It's so good. Or you can snooze people. Oh, no, it's good. Unfollow. Snoozing. So if someone- if I you, unfollow the hell out of people well, every day. It's, it's like so nice. I like to snooze, though, because if you get someone that gets particularly um, sassy or they just have a, something in their britches, uh, you can snooze them for a little bit. Let them cool down. And then they'll just slowly trickle back into your timeline. I kind of like that feature. They well, okay. Yeah, after thirty days, it's a thirty day thing. It's a thirty day thing. Yeah. Okay. So I, I like that. But anyway, so of course no, no. The, the hashtags though on Twitter were hashtag aliens are real and hashtag like UFO twenty twenty, and then a bunch of Giorgio Sukalos. I read this one this oh, morning. You know, I forgot to go back and read that. Oh, dude, he he he, he had a fucking fit it was beautiful yeah what was his fit um you just remind I, you know, me I, you know i'll look it up here not not like it, well okay while you're looking that up all the pictures not like we're I'm... some tabloid george <laughs> I mean, from tmz we read this yeah uh giorgio sukalos why does he still have this name here come on giorgio because that's his thing i know it's his thing he um is this the right is this even his page well anyway let me tell you what on twitter there was just hilarious one hilarious cartoon after the other of people talking about like the apocalypse and oh god, you know, we, COVID and now UFOs and aliens and some picture that I thought was hilarious. I don't know if it what movie this was from. If it was uh, might have been Independence Day, but it was like me. Twenty twenty sucks. It possibly can't get any worse. End of April, and then they show like the giant saucer coming over the highway. <laughs> it's like because that would happen. That that is what would happen now. Wait, well, well, because well, we would maybe we this whole thing this was is a, like the four like horsemen of the apocalypse. Pestilence. I was gonna say maybe this whole thing is a big thing. Like okay, we're gonna soften the blow and we're gonna give you all a deadly virus to kill the damn near kill half the population. So when the UFOs finally show up, you guys really won't be too worried about it. Yeah, like okay, guys, hey, hey, they're distracted with that virus. Come on, come on in. <laughs> I, I wanna, I do wanna read this. I think this is very cool. Um, I read this and it was actually a very. I, I thought it was kind and of a profound. If you don't know post. who Giorgio Sukalos is, if you've ever he's seen been on the show, show, he was on the show a few times in the, in the old days, years ago. But um, yeah, he he's been popularized on the show Ancient Aliens, yeah. mostly for his big hair. Yeah, and he is also an interesting dude. He's a very interesting guy. He's a, he, and I've always liked the guy. I mean, I know he can be a bit. He can be a bit eccentric, and I've. I've heard plenty of people love to talk shit about him because anytime he gets famous, everybody wants well, to talk any, shit yeah, about him. Yeah, anybody you, you know? that gets some notoriety is going to uh, get that. So this is uh, from 21 hours ago. Okay, yeah, I forget. Uh, from from the Devil's website, Facebook, um, and uh, let's just um, and quote: "What happened today with the Pentagon on Monday, April 27, 2020, is historic. Anyone to, uh, who today says I told you so is is an insufferable cretin." Take it to stride and just smile. You wanted this to happen, and now you roll your eyes. Get the fuck out. That's that's. I'm, I mean, I cussed already, but I'm just angry today. Uh, today, Monday, April 27th, 2020, is not the time for people to scream, I told you so. People who are pulling on the string now, and there are quite a few, are self agrogenizing pea brains and frankly heel snappers and i'm not referring to shoes <laughs> um i'm referring to people jostling for attention by trying to snap at someone else's pant legs just because today's official pentagon news is boring to you does not mean that what what happened today at the beginning of the week not a friday at 5 p.m isn't significant and sensational, possibly revolutionary. News to the rest, which is the great majority of humankind, welcome them. 
Today marks one of the most historic days in the extraterrestrial and UFO question. What may perhaps be boring to you, let me assume you, is not boring at the un... Uh, you got this. You got this. Bring it on home. I'm just tired. <laughs> no, I get what Sukhoi... Un- un- uninitiated masses. We're not done. Okay. I welcome everyone to our community who knew about this for decades and towed the line. I welcome all new seekers. The journey has only just begun. Welcome home. Today was a stick of dynamite. I really... I. I okay, so while we won't want that really to be ha- true, ha- Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, it still isn't. This, this, these videos, the New York Times basically said the government has been researching UFOs, UAPs, yep. forever now. And it was back in 2017 of December. And the world just kind of went, uh, oh, okay, well, we don't know what they are. Why do, why, why do we respond like and that? I don't know. It's weird. And also because there's still a giant stigma with the whole UFO thing. And I really, for real... We have these things zipping around in our airspace that we don't understand what they are. They're moving at rates of speed that we has we haven't create created. Well, we can't we, contemplate. Well, we can't. And and then some say, well, you know, that just you know, Russia, that's something from Russia. They're working on something. Or you know, blah blah blah. There's all these different theories about what it could be that isn't related to an extraterrestrial uh origin. But I really think people are gonna have to it's gonna be the old scenario of they're going to have to land on the White House lawn for people to kind of look up and go, huh? Oh, my God. I, I, I don't know well, what 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 can make people, like, I don't know. But but I'm still laughing about this because I'm looking at the article. I mean, I, I pulled from the Guardian because that's the only thing I seem to trust these days. Um, Pentagon releases three UFO videos taken by U.S. Navy pilots. The first line of this this thing, it, it, the pentagram, pentagram, the pentagram, pentagram. <laughs> the Pentagon on Monday released three declassified, declassified, the classified videos that show U.S. Navy pilots encountering what appear to be unidentified flying objects. And I mean, I've already said this, these videos that we're looking at, we, we looked at, we, we talked about three years ago on the yeah. show. As we already said again, that's what I find hysterical. Oh, well, thanks, guys, for finally verifying this for us. And no one cares, except for a few weirdos on Twitter that's like, I'm a dad. And, you know, some it will show up in someone's local newspaper if they still read print, or they'll see it somewhere else, and they'll just go, eh. Because it's What's not, good, But, yeah, but you already it said it. It doesn't affect them immediately. There's no immediate effect from this. Hearing that from 2005 or four, when were they seen? 2004, 2015, uh, between those two years. Um it doesn't affect you. It doesn't hurt you. It doesn't stop you from going to work, getting food, sleeping, going to movies, doing yeah. what you want. It doesn't affect you. So the moment that it starts to affect you, just like the coronavirus is affecting us now, I was just going to say, yeah. Then now people, people will are start freaking to pay out. Attention. You know, now we, we knew the vi- we knew this virus was already starting in parts of the planet, and people just went, eh, eh, even including myself, kind of just went, eh, not you know. in my backyard, NIMBY. George Carlin reference, NIMBY. Okay. No, so, not in my backyard. Yeah, well, exactly. So. You know that, and then all of a sudden it's in your backyard, and you're like, "Shit!" So it's when, in our backyard. It's so, in our backyard for two months now. So when Here. the UFO lands in our backyard or on the White House lawn, then someone's going to look. Or if the literally the the government comes out and goes, "Here's real pictures of Roswell. Here's the bodies we found. Here's uh, you know." But even then, how do you trust that? How do you know that's not disinformation designed to sway the public to distract them from well, something if else? We always think that. 
then we might as well not believe a damn thing because I don't know why the government would do that to distract us from something. I mean, that's I know there's people out there that think like they're I, well, I don't even want to get into that, but I no, I I, I think, the Earth is flat. Yeah, no, I think if they came and said, "Here's the pictures, here's everything, we released it all, so you guys deal with what you want," and uh, they're not a threat to us right now. That's why we have these programs. I just, I just but find it hilarious. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's just again. I, I want people to get this point. Let's assume that these videos, which I know a lot of you have already seen, are real. They're unidentified, whatever you call it, unidentified aerial phenomena. Phenomena. UFOs. Again, these have been circulating for over a decade. But yeah, but no one cares because it's in the realm of lunacy. UFO people are lunatics, according to the regular crowd. The grainy videos, which the Pentagon says depict unexplained aerial phenomena, were previously leaked with some believing they show alien UFOs. I It's interesting watching them because, yeah, if someone wanted to, I don't know why someone back would, would fake, well, whatever. We're not even going to look at them. We're not even going to pretend they're fake. We're just going to assume they're real. Navy recorded them. The that, Pentagon that, said it released, it released the footage to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage that has been circulating was real but, or whether or not there is more to the videos. But why now? Like, why now? Why now? Exactly. Why not when Tom DeLonge and gang put them out there and started making them popular? Well, with, heaven forbid they're wrong. the New York Times article. Why didn't the government just come out and just go, how'd you guys get those? Yeah, they're real. That was a statement on the Department of Defense, by the way, <laughs> the DOD. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Well, hang on. There's more. After a oh. thorough review, the department has determined that the authorized release of these unclassified videos does not reveal any sensitive capabilities or systems and does not impinge on any subsequent investigations of military airspace incursions by unidentified aerial phenomena. So they're just worried about covering their ass. Well, and they're that's saying, all it is. They're saying that there's they're not a threat, so don't worry about it. It's just a weird video. Like I don't know, they just went on a Sunday cruise and like went into our oh look, airspace. it's a little, it's a cute little family in their in their yeah. in their cosmic Cadillac cruising around, or like it was a dare, you know, like hey, I dare you to go on Earth, like zip around over there by that. Well, I want to thank our government for verifying and and making sure that we we all know now that it's safe to believe in this. Yeah, well, it didn't cause anyone extra to believe into it, it like. It made someone out there go, huh. I don't know why I'm so pissed about this, but it really annoys it's, it's, it's me. Getting I'm, it's getting old. I'm annoyed with this. I'm, I'm truly annoyed with this. The phenomenon has been there. It's there, and it just gets covered up or gets crapped on or gets laughed at, and it's whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, gonna, we're going to stop. The UFO world is frustrating. So um, anyway. Let's switch gears. Yeah, so uh, today we had on Brian, Brian Jones. Jones. Brian yeah. Jones is an ITC uh researcher EVP audio medium researcher, um, audio medium, audio medium. Yep. he used to have a website out there i think it was called audiomedium.com but he has since deleted it which we'll find out yep. he wanted to start a and has started a youtube channel which we will have linked up um if he does stuff and puts it on the post on there if you're listening right now um, it'll be on the brian post. is an interesting cat because he is a total stream of consciousness type speaker so when brian has come on the show this might be the we, I don't know. Since uh, we, I thought second or third time he may have been I on here since we started like it, doing the show yeah, again. I feel like it has been. So here, well, here's the Brian, deal. Brian, we just kind of let him go. Yeah, here's the deal. And then that's the deal. Um, and that's nothing against Brian. No, whatsoever. and sometimes because sometimes people, if they were to go on a regular show, they would just get constantly interrupted and 
that would be that. I don't want to do that, and I don't want to do that to people here. So, yeah. you know, Brian has often said that people don't take him serious or, you know, want to talk to him about his ideas and stuff. And, you know, sometimes it's just cool to let people get what they have on their chest, get it off let and riff. talk. And let, let them, them yeah, Exactly. Let them riff and do their thing. And uh, so we let so Brian we do his thing. And at the end, there are some audio clips. Um, We're going to put those up on the website also. I'm yeah, gonna, they'll be, they'll be isolated from, from how he records his ITC slash EVP stuff. Well, and I have the files. So what yeah. I'll, like I said, I'll, we'll make them part of yeah. this posting. You can download them. Um, um, I'm going to, yeah, it, it's, it's all going to be very I nice. I don't know if the clips got actually well explained on the show, like how he captured them or what he was doing. I know one of them had to do with Neville Goddard, which was really interesting because Neville Goddard is like the godfather of the New Age movement. And so this kind of like you, uh, you are what you believe type, uh, achieve it, believe it. I don't know. He's a yeah, cool dude. Yeah. And um, so he, I think he mentioned he used Neville Goddard's own voice clips to create some type of, I don't know, background or canvas to to get a, a, an EVP or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I, I'm not quite sure. But Brian Jones, interesting cat. Yeah, Enjoy. man. Let's go with it, dude. Later. <laughs> No, it was good. It was it was really nice talking to Brian. Um, enjoy our show with Mr. Brian Jones. Brian, thank you for taking some time to come talk to us again. We really appreciate you coming here and hanging out with us. How are you tonight? Hey, things are going okay. How are you? Excellent, excellent, excellent. And um, I think we reconvened recently, and I said, come on, let's let's have a chat. So it's always fun to talk to you about the things that you're working on. And, you know, one thing I want to say about the work you've done, and we, we go back a long time. I know I... And I don't know if I've, we've talked about this on the show. We we go back to the old days of the show, uh, and I you know we reconvened maybe like what a year ago or something like that, um, and started chatting again, and decided you know, and I think you were I mean I don't and I don't know how we how far we want to go down this rabbit hole, but you were were you out of this for a little while like as far as doing these type of stuff like you know like EBP ITC type studies, uh, were you out of it for a while? I forgot. I, I know we talked about that, but I forgot. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so. Not much. I mean, I've you got to walk away once in a while. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm kind of I told you before I I pretty much do this every day because uh, I I mean I'm always thinking way too much. You know. I mean. Yeah. In fact, I uh, so so I I do this just to see what comes through and lo- and there are a lot of times I don't I'm still trying to wrap my mind around how to really finesse what's going on here. I mean, I I've heard a lot of people talk like in other words. You know, it's always the spirit side that is in the driver's seat, and I'm thinking, hmm, yeah, I, I bet some of those would beg to differ with you, but yeah. you know, whatever those are, see, I just said those. I don't know. I don't know where it starts and ends, but sometimes I do think that if you if you try to push it too much, maybe uh, the energy's not there. I, I don't really know for sure, but, but I, I have never given up, and I'm still wondering what the heck's going on with this sort of thing, and I, and I do want to 
I do want to kind of elaborate more on, because I've had time to think about it, mm-hmm. uh, about why I'm still wanting to do what I do, but I, yeah. I'm back to doing it. Well, you know, as, as like 15 years ago when I, uh, I was in the middle of doing just over the top levels of hours of experimentation. I remember I thought I slowed down and I, I did for a little bit. I just kind of took a breather and I came back at it and I'm, I'm saying, Hey, you guys, sorry, uh, sorry, I haven't been present lately. Uh, I'm re- I'm back at it now. But I mean, I was like building stuff in between yeah. and I, I heard this comment of, did you ever stop? <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah. I, know, I just wasn't recording. I know in our conversations, and I mean, I'll leave it, I'll just keep it very simple on that. I know you express some frustration about things, and I, I think a lot of us express frustration, whether it be from other people or um, just in general with this stuff. Because, I mean, as you know, and you've already just kind of said that too, um, there's not really any trying to figure out this stuff. <laughs> there's not really any, I guess that's the only statement I can say is just, we're trying to figure out this stuff. And obviously there's no blueprint. There's nothing out there. And all this is, is just a learning experience uh, for people. All, like all of us who have had decades in this stuff, we still are trying to figure things out as we go along. And we may not know anything more than when we started doing this stuff a couple de- decades ago. Would Don't you think? Hmm. Don't, don't I think, uh, wait, I, I, I lost my place. Yeah, I think too much. No, okay, I, I'm joking <laughs> with you. Back, back to it. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, I, I guess so. I, it, it's always everything's changing, and and as far as it goes, I, I figured that out a long time ago, probably in 1998 when I was, you know, really involved with the reverse speech thing, and David Oates had the the bulletin boards, or people were, you know, he was a regular guest on Coast to Coast with, uh, with Art mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, I'd go to forum boards and I started realizing that I was starting to feel the psychological straitjacket and hyperventilation when I was watching people take one sample and spend like six weeks on it to get a consensus. And I figured out in the first five minutes, hey, people hear this stuff differently. And uh, so, I mean, I've tried to get around it. And that's why I say for years, I always, I, I was, I was thinking, God, if I can focus, anybody can. And, uh, <laughs> And and I, that's why I always wanted to collaborate with people where I could get a result that that actually was tangible to make a difference. But it's just never been able to be had. I mean, I've knocked on. I mean, I've tr- approached animal communicators, and and really, if I if I even talk about it, it sounds like I'm complaining, and I might be. I'm not sure. I'm trying not to. But but I just recently, after 23 years, decided. You know what? This was either never meant for me to get a break along the ways that I thought were practical or there's something else to it. I haven't figured out yet. Or, or maybe I was just the time for what I wanted never came around. So I have a whole different approach now. And, and I mean, I, you know, I'm pretty stubborn. I think, like I said, I think too much. And I, I always figure I, if I work really hard at something, I can make it happen, but that's not always the case. In fact, that's a lot of times there's no dang way it's the case. Unfortunately, that can be the case sometimes. So yeah, and we mentioned that, and we were we wanted to talk about that was, um, you know, where you're going, uh, where you're interested in going with your observations and experiments. Now we've kind mm-hmm. of had, I mean, our our little radio show here. We've we've had a very, I, I would say, a very, you know, we we known each other, and we've had exposure to your work, um, and 
people listening to the show, you can always go back in our archives and listen to everything that's out there, including uh, we've had, I think we've had you on a couple times here recently, you know, in the last year or year or so too. So um, yeah. there's other shows out there for you guys. Could, you guys can check out, you know, prior to this one if you want. Um, but yeah, as of late, uh, your observations and experiments, uh, what's going on with that now? Well, I, I'm, I'm really interested in uh, making my life work a little bit easier, uh, and that's I'm that's still pretty elusive. But but I I've been uh, I've, I've witnessed things that defied logic and gravity and linear time over and over again. And I'm always I mean I I was I was born this way. I was wired hard. I was in the in the uh, and and you know it was last year when I talked with you last I believe I don't know time's yeah. really making my it was last year I, yeah I mean I I even got outsmarted by a calendar about a year ago but that was <laughs> when I broke down and I actually I was tired of not sleeping day after day and I went I went to a place and I said hey do you have any of them medications that could slow my mind down I said I want to try it again now I'm older I'm more mature and uh, I realize uh, Happy Days was that that TV show never really happened in the real world but but. <laughs> Anyway, seriously, I did. I tried this stuff. I was thinking, okay, come on, man. You're wired. This is a physical problem. Your brain's just on some kind of chemicals. And uh, and luckily for me, they never showed up when I was being screened for employment application process. But uh, <laughs> although, yeah. although uh, so anyway, I did try these things, and I'm kind of making a joke about it, but this is the last time I'm ever going to try this is because I was, I was telling these people in the process that, Exactly. I mean, that. Hey, I, I, I've, I've been studying this my whole life. My situation here. I said I'll try this stuff, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's going to work. But I'll try again. I'll do it your way. I'll build up over a few days. And I mean, right out the gate, the the doctor told me he goes, "I'm going to give you these two meds here." And I said, "Well, do do they take a while to, to, uh, build up in your system? Because I haven't slept for like 49 hours right now." And I, you know, I, I, I'd really like to break the cycle. He goes, Oh yeah, they kind of do. I said, so it's okay if I take one and I took one of each and I had to drive home. It was about a 40 minute ride. I barely made it, man. One of them knocked me out bad. (laughs) Anyway, I I, I still have some of those. I'm saving them. Just knowing that I have that as, as a, an alternate sledgehammer, uh, it gives me peace of mind. I know I've at least got something. I never take them, but but so anyway, I tried that stuff a bit. And back to the calendar thing. I mean, I think it's funny, but it really happened. And I, you know, I when when things like this happen. So anyway, I rode that out for a few months. I really wanted to find out. Well, look, maybe I already listen. I already know I got evidence that what I was doing, where where I was aiming my mind and everything. Yeah, there were there were tangible. There was tangible evidence that it wasn't just me, you know, hallucinations, you know, about things, auditory hallucination. It was beyond that. And and uh, so anyway, I had a, I was following along with this program and I did it. I did it because I told myself going into it, look, it may not work, but give it three months, man. Swallow your pride along with some pills and we'll see what happens. And and so I I really wanted to see the doctor again and I had to wait for like six weeks and I wrote the the date on the calendar and uh it was in red ink right on my calendar right that I'm looking at well it was last year's but the right right behind my computer monitor right and there it is in bold letters and I'm like oh, I gotta wait five more weeks but there it is right there and I was looking forward to it so so all of a sudden 
at the last minute, of course, I look, I, I, I realize that the second column from the left is Monday, not Tuesday. But for some reason, my mind tricked me into thinking that, okay, Tuesday's the second day of the week, so that's the second column from the left. You know, I didn't even know that I was that dumb. I mean, my energy's really high. I could go out in public and run the show. You know, everybody's like, I'm entertaining everybody and all that. Yeah. And so I didn't real, but, but something happened. I don't know where it started and ended, but so that was one thing. So I missed the appointment, right? I mean, I thought, I thought the second column on the calendar from the left was the second day of the week. Well, we know, I mean, I've known my whole life, well, pretty much that, the calendar goes from Sunday to Saturday, left to right. So anyway, that was that was you know that kind of hurt my mental pride a little bit. And then the, <laughs> the next day, yeah. I was at the library showing off, thinking, "Wow, I'm really on my game." I got you know I, I, I'm entertaining these three ladies up there, the two librarians and uh, and some lady reading a book. I mean, I had them going. You know, I mean, I was like, "Wow, I'm really sharp today." You know, maybe this stuff working yeah. and. Uh, I would, I'd already forgotten about being traumatized by the day before with the calendar. And I got this vest that has 12 pockets on it. That's why I wear it. It's like a filing cabinet. <laughs> I have a little notepad with two pens and a permanent marker. That makes three. And so here I am. Like I said, I'm like, wow, I'm really, I'm really upbeat today. I'm really sharp. I'm, I can just feel the audience, you know. And, and so I go, I printed out, I was actually printing out scripts for some voiceover stuff that I tried out with this outfit in england that i did one thing and it's out there right now and i'm i've learned i've learned so many things never to do twice but but anyway uh so i had the my little notepad and i remember setting it right on the counter in front of the the one of the librarians sharon and and then i took this the the stuff i actually this was actually not for the voiceover this was for uh some stuff that i'm getting ready to file a provisional patent on and I wanted to run it through the library system because that's a cheap way of documenting a date stamp on you know it's kind of like showing some intellectual property there for about four bucks a copy yeah. so I go to, I walk from the library in my little town down to the post office it's about a block I get down there and my dang notepad's missing it's not in my top left outer pocket where it always is and I start flipping out, man. I'm patting myself down, frisking myself, walking up the sidewalk. And I'm like, I only walked from here to there. Where is it? I go back, and now, now, you know, Mr. St you know, Mr. Stand-up comedian. Well, you know, wasn't all laughs, but I'm just saying, I was thought I was on my game, and and then I go down to the library, I come back, and I said, hey, now I'm all frantic, and I'm looking at the lady, and she's got a different look on her face now because of mine. And I said, hey, did you see my little notepad? She goes, yeah, you had it on the counter right here. So I, I leave there, and I'm sure with the right photography equipment, you'd see stars spinning around my head by then. And I, I had to resign myself to thinking, wow, that makes no sense at all, man. It's the twilight zone, right? Mm -hmm. So I gave up. I had to resign myself saying, I guess my notepad's gone with all my notes that I always carry and everything. It was the next day I found it. it was on the inside pocket, but I was frisking myself for like 15 minutes straight, man. And that was, the, I said, you know what? I'm never taking that crap again because I never with your like head. It messes you, with you know your what? head. I'm just saying. And, and I, you know, last time I talked to you guys, I, uh, I, I told you I was really turning my back on, on the over the counter tranquilizers that come in six packs. And, and I kind of, kind of slipped back into that a little bit, but I really think I got it cured right now. And, I used a uh, 
uh, let's, how can I put this, uh, a possible, a potential uh, previous life mind trick on myself. Uh-huh. And then the fact that I've been talking to a lot of people like with, uh, I actually got in the door, well, I got a toenail in the door. I think it's, I think I have a short toenail now, but, but with these, uh, these clinics that work with brain injuries and stroke patients and, and, uh, somebody said something, she said, you know, uh, alcoholism is brain damage. So I'm just saying those two things, I'm, I mean, I'm joking around about it and being somewhat cryptic about it, but I actually, and I've been watching Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's all over YouTube. Yeah. It's pretty fascinating stuff that's out there. And I really do believe I'm rewiring my brain right now. I'm just at a different place in my life. And by the way, I don't want to go into it right now. Maybe I will uh, when I'm talking to myself again on the camera in my little office there, because I think this might be worthwhile to somebody about, because I told you before, a lot of us do end up you know, leaning on alcohol quite a bit because it really can, if you're feeling a whole lot of stuff you don't want to feel or or you're stressed out, you know, I mean, you drink a few, have a few drinks, but unfortunately, it's it's super addicting. I I know. I heck, I was, well, I I was I was a re, I was regularly drinking. Uh, what were they? Thirty-two ounce Lucky Lager after after school in sixth grade. I mean, I <laughs> my goodness, Brian. I, you know, huh? Really? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, so back yeah. to that. I'm just saying that what I came up with over, and I purposely pushed myself hard on the issue this time because I'm processing a lot and there's a lot of mystery to life. But what I came up with, and I'm, I may talk about, I don't want to do it right now, but, but if nothing else, even if I just made it all up in my mind, it kind of put to rest some stuff that's been haunting me since I was in a baby crib. And, and I kind of tied it in with that whole alcohol thing. And now I have a whole different thing. And I I like to joke around about things, as you know, and I was going to say, look, I, I'll be 58 in uh, on May 1st, which is pretty close, right? Real close. And that's really hard for me. I have a hard time believing that. I don't feel like that age. I just I feel like I'm 14 years old sometimes. And and depending on who you ask, they're probably going, "Yeah, you wish you were that way." <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, they in other words, maturity wise or yeah. whatever. But but what I was going to say is, I I I figure. I don't know. I don't know how much time I have left here, but I really want to put an effort into at least having some some positive suggestions on some of the lines written in my possibly written into my eulogy if it even happens. <laughs> well, I mean, and as far as now, this leads, I guess, to the the stuff that you've been. I mean, as far as your observations, the work you've been doing. Um, I think you said. Well, no, you. It's in my notes here. You started up a YouTube channel. Am I correct now? Uh, yeah, I, I just I just really spontaneously did. I've got like six things out there. I it's real casual. I just kind of talking to myself, but I had fun doing it, and I yeah. I let it sit for about two or three weeks. And my plan is on this, and it's loose, is that I want to do two more, and I'm kind of easing into, you know, being being a little bit more serious about what I'm offering, and I want to say this too because of what's going on globally right now. I, I pay attention to a lot of things, and there there are a lot of layers of reality going on. I think, and and so I just a lot of people are probably pretty freaked out by right now, and that's the way I've been kind of living because I've been in kind of a a, a strange, off track uh, thing. I mean, I've I've experienced a heck of a lot of things where nobody nobody they don't even know they don't even want to know, and about a lot of it, and and I'm just saying that I. 
I actually, this thing that's going on right now, I'm really worried about money the way I've been financing. I mean, I'm not, not uh, minimizing how that, but I'm, I'm, I'm really doing a lot better about not having anxiety attacks. It's really weird. It's almost like if, I don't know if you remember me telling you about that triple homicide at the far Western tavern where I felt like I experienced that four days leading up to it. I, I'm mm. just thinking maybe this is maybe I, that was a warm up for what's going on right now. I mean, with what is going on globally right now, who knows? Maybe maybe I was maybe my life's going to start making more sense. It already is, really. Yeah. And so I've I've been studying uh, a lot of things about the metaphysical angle because because I think more and more people we. I do believe we all do that, and a lot of people say things, phrases. There's a man named Mike Dooley who I heard by chance through one of my knocking on doors of a brain injury clinic. It, if nothing else, I found this guy. He's pretty unique, and I just watched a three-part webinar that he did. And his one of his phrases is, uh, thoughts become things. Choose the good ones. And, and, that, and that's not a new concept. So... You know, I really do believe I've witnessed firsthand in potent ways the fact that it's really true that there are people teach these things and some are more sincere than others. Some people are just doing it to make a buck mm -hmm. and and uh, some people are really doing it because they deeply care about their fellow human beings and they they want to show them what they've learned. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, I've some of the things that I've experienced that were pretty mind bending are are totally in alignment with these things so that's that's what i'm working on right now and and i've i've learned a lot i've got a bunch of pages typed out on my wall of from the three-part seminar and things because i'm reminding myself about it so that's that's what i'm working on is i really want to i want to i want to pick and choose my uh uh my reality a little bit better and mm -hmm. and like i said being you know stubbornly going and knocking on doors pretty much sure that you're going to meet another jerk and you always do i'm sure that has a lot to do with the fact that i was thinking about it before i went that way and i still think it's in my case i just haven't quite figured out what my niche is yet so yeah well I'm, i mean when i'm not and i'm not talking about nine to five either yeah i mean i mean when it comes to the research and stuff like that i mean i know we've had that conversation uh, on and off the air here um i know personally how I feel about it is I, I don't think I, we've, I mean, and I, that when you say knocking on doors, I know what you mean. Uh, I don't think we've knocked on a door. <laughs> we just do our own thing. We just kind of do our own thing. And I, and I know that's kind of where you've been going too with this stuff also. And when it comes to your research, now, you know, you mentioned the YouTube channel a few minutes ago. Uh, yeah. What's the name of your, what's the name of the channel? So I, people can, I mean, and we're going to link it of course on the, uh, on the web. Did you get our, that picture I sent you? Yeah. Yeah. I got the picture. Yeah. Okay. I mean that, that's basically it because I, I I I just did that last night. I put that text on there. It's it oh, okay. the audio hyphen psychic show, right? And I don't know if I put if the word the is yeah. actually on the YouTube thing, but you should be able you to find, be able it, find out it out there. Yeah, I mean, all you do is search in YouTube. It's not that hard. And we and we know. Yeah, I have you sent me that picture, and we're going to use that as part of the posting for this show. So we'll have that, and we'll have the link to it. So that should be pretty cool. Uh, that'll that'll make sure people can get to your YouTube channel now. Um, Again, as far as research, then I guess what? Because no, no offense, Brian. When when you put out information, you put a lot of information out at one time. So <laughs> I have to try to uh, sort it in my. Hey, wait a second. That's not tonight. If I if I don't if I don't record myself and slow it down, I have a hard time figuring out what I just meant. <laughs> but uh, no, no, but, not really. I mean, that's true, sort of. But no, it's, yeah. it's not. Hey, it's, listen, 
I've been doing a lot better lately. I've I've been I've been you know I, I definitely I I'm kind of br- you know I, I've been running on myself on caffeine and I have all this adrenaline and and like I said I haven't I I haven't drank anything since right around Christmas time and I kind of pushed myself hard to to kind of drive the point home and then like I said right around that time so uh, but what I was gonna say is I I've noticed lately I'll be having conversations and I am lit up man I'm I'll, I'll, I'll meet someone at a store and and they'll sit there for like twenty hey listen I called up I know I'm jump I didn't finish that sentence no you're or, all right or even that or even that. Uh, mention of not doing it but <laughs> but i was at i had to make a call to a one of my creditors credit card it was discover right yeah and to say hey uh i'm uh i'm in the middle of uh trying to enjoy my house arrest and relaxation right now and uh i ain't got any money anyway so <laughs> i ended up talking to this the young lady that that worked for discover yeah and th- i love discover they've been really nice to me big time big time i i mean and th- you know not not all banksters are evil but uh, you know, I mean, I, I guess you better check the tattoos on that one, but not that you can read a lot that way either. But, but so I was just thinking this was funny is because I talked with her and I was on a roll big time talking about some, some pretty lofty spiritual things that were running through my mind. And she says, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, what she, she's a minister or something. And, and I, and I listened to her talk for a few minutes and then she listened to me talk for quite a few minutes. I looked at the timer after we got off the phone. This was to, just to call in and say, "Hey, can I miss another payment here?" And it was a, an hour and twenty-two minutes. <laughs> oh God, and Brian! I, and I'm the one that said, "Hey, listen, I better get going. I'm starting to bug myself. I'm st- I'm starting to listen <laughs> to myself now." And she would have. I think she probably would have gone for another hour. But uh, so I just. But okay, the reason I brought that up uh, was mm-hmm. I was I was just saying I can really get going sometimes, and I've been doing that out in public, and uh, I. Uh, I, lately, I know a few times I was really impressing myself is that I would be just, I, I mean, I got too much going on in my mind all the time and I'd, I'd be telling somebody something and then I'd, I'd interrupt myself with another topic and I was showing off, I was showing this lady and she seemed to be digging it for like 20 minutes straight at a, a grocery store. And I said, don't worry, I'm not going to forget those other two that I cut off. And sure enough, man, I came right back to him and I could tell she was impressed. So I was just, you know, exercising my mind. And and Joe, Dr. Dispenza says, and I never followed him a whole heck of a lot. I heard enough to say, wow, when he when he told me about you need to break this cycle. Uh, he's telling not not me personally, but I guess this is part of the human condition. I just think I've got it really severely. So yeah, yeah. So well, I mean, but, I, go yeah. ahead, Brian. Go ahead, Brian. What were you gonna say? Good question. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I I I listened to what he said. He's yeah. like. You're talking about how people get in a routine and then their body becomes their unconscious mind. And I'm like, what? And then I heard what he was saying and I'm just like gasping, go, God, you mean that's what I've been doing on steroids? So I, I started studying what he did. I've, I, I took a 17 minute, uh, the audio track of a YouTube video because that was the first one that I really paid attention to with him. And I heard that and that's my reaction. It's like, my God, that's what I'm doing. I see a picture of a 71 Datsun truck on just on marketplace which is another you know dangerous habit you know if you like old cars mm. and uh, and i immediately start feeling stressed out because back in the day when i was talk i don't know if you remember the time i was on with you guys in 2006 or 8 or some right in there yeah. i was i actually we were talking and i was driving home and i got i was like an hour behind schedule mentally 
and I'm in the tunnel on Highway 99 talking to you, and I'm thinking we're you and I are just shooting the breeze, and you you say no, we're recording right now. I thought I thought you just called to say hi <laughs> before the show. I don't remember. But, but but anyway, that that I had a really stressful job, and I had a 71 dots, and so I just I started realizing all these mental triggers that that a lot of us have, and with me bouncing all over the place, man, it's it's like uh, it's uh, I. I, I could sell my blood and put meth dealers out of business, but, but uh, anyway, not that I have meth. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, Brian, like, Brian, Brian. Are you are you sure you're okay here, man? <laughs> uh, hold on, let me check. Uh, yeah, it's it's about the same. Okay. Anyway, so no, seriously. Uh, yeah. The the thing I was saying is that uh, I would see this picture of a '71 Datsun truck. See, I I did it again. I know exactly what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And and I'd see that picture. And I'd instantly start feeling uneasy and, and bad. And it took me back to to all these moments in my 71 Datsun truck that I lived through month after month under a lot of stress. So what I'm saying is, for me, it's an extreme case, but I think everybody does it. Dr. Dispenza wouldn't be out there spending all this time telling everybody this is what we do if it wasn't part of, a, of the human condition. So I want to break it down a little bit. And I'm just saying... Mm-hmm. And like with Mike Dooley, the other guy teaching metaphysics, the things he says are amazing. He uses the analogy of the human spiritual path, the consciousness, as like a GPS. And and without going into it, what I want to say is that uh, I really I I've, I want to break that cycle, and and I have been. And but it's it it is. You know, it's getting better, but I mean, I'm just saying my mind is always going constantly and I've had to live with that my whole life. Yeah. And, and soon, and I've had the visions of, since I last talked with you, I've got, uh, two video demo videos of something that I built. I'm studying the patent process. I just gotta, I've gotta be able to, I don't know how it's going to, when, when this is going to happen, but I mean, I've already built something that I deserve to be completely set for life financially over and i got stuff that's way more important i just got to be able to make it happen and i've moved into it i just recently everything in my mind and life is like 12 tracks at once i mean i and i'm not just saying that i mean i could break it down but but it and that's the way it goes so that's why i applied myself to one and get these answers and so what mike dooley talks about and other people too about how there are there are ways of manipulating this thing as opposed to just letting it ride and he talks about how you there's just like three steps number 1 like the gps thing you got to know what your destination is yeah and uh wait there's three of them oh anyway <laughs> and then and then the other thing is you you've got to yeah, main, I, I don't know if I'm mixing up the two and three, but the two for the GPS at least is you got to know your destination and you got to start moving. If you go the wrong way, you're going to get a prompt that says, no, take a make a safe legal U-turn. He uses this is his thing. But what I'm saying is he's teaching these things and he talks about this and people are probably rolling their eyes going, yeah, yeah, just a coincidence, right? Well, <laughs> you know, I even listened to I've listened to a lot of people for a lot of hours for a lot of years and I've taken a lot of notes. And I'll just, I want to tell you that what he's saying is probably true. When I was living in Seattle, I was making money out of a 10 yard dump truck that I, the, and, 
and I would I would feel really trapped. And I've seen these things, like he says, you got to move, you got to you got to get out the door. And I knew I was strapped for cash hard. It was right before I sold my house up there and bailed out of Seattle. And I, I you know, look, do you want to say anything? Because I'd like to just t- and I won't go on about this. I want to tell just one story that that is how this stuff works. And and it's it's almost an adventure if you open yourself up to it. And I don't do it all the time, you know, at all. Yeah. But no, the floor but, is yours, Brian. In regards to that, the floor is yours. Go ahead. I want I want to hear this. Okay. And the reason I'm saying this isn't to like say, hey, I'm different than you. I no, even I no. probably am. <laughs> I, I hope so. I you know I mean I have to I have to put up with this stuff twenty four seven. So you know if it gets on your nerves. Once in a while, uh, and other people's too. Trust me. Try living with it around the clock. I, I crack jokes all the time. And otherwise, it you know. It, anyway, sometimes I'm a, my own tough crowd. And uh, hey, I, hey, here's a joke for you because I've been writing them down lately. I said I've been running rings around myself so so much for so long. I'd probably be good at being a hula dancer. But anyway, uh, okay. So so anyway, but okay. Seriously though, and this is and I'm amped up right now as usual and i'm not always like this and i and i really do i know it's it kind of puts people off a little bit but you guys are probably used to it a little bit and i'm trying to squeeze this in here and and when i do my videos i want to be a little more more mellow because i really want to share some information for other people to think about and the fact that i've lived through them and also i want to say that when i hear a lot of people talking they're telling you these concepts that most of us are like yeah it sounds great and the fact that you're trying to sell me something for 50 bucks or you got a book you're selling mm-hmm. and and you're saying these things that are really challenging you act like yeah it's a done deal just take my word for it you know i <laughs> i i always think you know i wish you'd take a if you if you'd be a little more sincere possibly or maybe they don't they're on a different path of course i think it's valuable to to maybe tell it in a more personal way where you can say, hey, I live this and it does really happen. And so anyway, back to the dump truck now. I was really stressed out about money. I mean, that's been a big theme in my life for a long time. And and one of the reasons it's so complicated is because it's so complicated. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I'm planning on I'm planning on uncomplicating it or at least getting a whole bunch of money so I can enjoy being exactly like I am right now. But uh so, uh, back to the truck. So I was pinned down. The thing was level to the top. And I thought, you know, you're sitting there with the truck jammed up. If somebody called you to go do a job, you could go bust your butt, play forklift again, like I did for five years straight with that truck. And you'd have money right now. But I was sitting there panicked. I was like, I'm not going to dump that thing on a credit card till I get the call, right? And it started, I started getting this gnawing feeling like, here we go again. Here I am just waiting for something outside of myself to be the trigger here. So one day after the phone didn't ring for two weeks, and I was trying to sell that truck for like five weeks at the time off of Craigslist, and all I was getting was like uh, people that wanted to buy it on payments. And I'm thinking, yeah, that sounds really reasonable. You know, yeah, we'll leave it in my name. You go out with this big truck. Uh, that's it, you know, that I'm responsible for. And you just make payments, you know, uh, uh, anyway, I'm just saying, I was just feeling really cornered. So I thought to myself, and I've got other stories like this, but maybe this won't be enough for right now, is that it's like, okay, today's the day, man. I've already witnessed this over and over again. Why are you dragging your feet? You got to break this spell. So I I took the truck, it had dual gas tanks, had a 460 in it, four-speed compound low trans, and I drove up Aurora, I go to this gas station, and I put ten bucks of gas 
in the the number the front tank, which is the one I always used, because the rear tank, you flip a switch and it would switch over to the rear tank. That was like my backup because the gas gauge didn't work on the rear tank. Mm -hmm. So I always used the front one, always, for five years straight. And the gas gauge worked on the front, great, right? So I go up there, I'm on the front tank as usual, I, and it was really low, and I needed to go dump you know, this huge mound. It was li literally level to the top of the truck. I go to the dump. Okay, I put 10 bucks in it, I go to the dump, I'm on my way to the, going to the dump from the gas station. The thing starts running out of gas. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. My front tank is malfunctioning. Now, they had electric fuel pumps on both tanks. I'm thinking, well, maybe the fuel pump went out. Now, I got to flick, and the dump, of course, is, you know, like, just about ready to close. And, I mean, you know, it's always got to be uh, extra heightened that way when you're, you know, under the pressure. So, yeah. I, I flick it to the rear tank. The gas gauge doesn't work, so I have no idea how much is in there. I go dump the truck. It was a hydraulic dump bed. That was the fun part. Boy, I'd slide right out of there. And uh, and then I'm leaving the dump. I get right outside the gates, and there's like a, a one-block-long road that's an incline going up to Meridian Avenue. And I, I get luckily, I made it right outside the, the gates of the dump transfer station, actually, and the damn thing runs out of gas on the reason. Say, it of, died, didn't it? it? It died on you when you let when you as soon as you got out of the dump, didn't it? It, it did, and I rolled yeah. it off to the side. Well, no, this is only part of it, right? Yeah. Remember, I was breaking the spell of being pinned down with a truck that that was jammed up full, waiting for somebody to call me and and get the ball rolling, and it wasn't happening. And I just kept getting this feeling. Here's another one, and I got plenty of them that I've done that are pretty dramatic. So, so, and there's a sense of humor in this, of course. So here I am up in North Seattle, probably about five miles north of where I lived, and a buddy of mine lived about a mile away, and I thought, you know what, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. At least the, the rear tank fuel pump probably works, so i got to just put some gas in that. I'll go diagnose the front tank I always use when I get this beast home. So uh, I call up my friend Kyle, and I said, hey, man, uh, do you have a gas can I can borrow? He says, I'm not home right now, but there's one out in my shed. So I walk a mile to his house. I get his gas can, and now I'm walking up Meridian Avenue to, uh, back up towards the, dump, the gas station, which is like a mile and a half north of the dump. Yeah. And as I'm, as I'm walking up there, this is what I'm saying. You know, this doesn't happen very often. I got a gas can. I'm walking up Meridian, and this dude pulls over in a small one of those SUV vans, and uh, he's, he's a Muslim, and he's wearing the garb, man. <laughs> I mean, the white robe yeah. and everything. And he goes, do you need a ride? And I said... I don't know, man. I kind of need some time to sort this out. And he's like, come on, let me give you a ride. So I, he gives me a ride up to the 76 station. And I'm telling him what's going on, and I'm wound up and everything. And I'm thinking, huh, I wonder I wonder if I would be considered an infidel if I told him about my ITC work. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I was just thinking this, right? <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, uh, so he drops, he takes me up to the gas station. And that's like a mile and a half back to the dump. But I was thinking, yeah, I really need time to keep sorting my mind out here. So he goes, I'll wait for it. I'll give you a ride. So so he gives me a ride back down to the dump. We're sitting there out, off the side of the road. And he's trying to convert me to Islam, man. He's like, yeah, yeah. And I said, I said, what about all what about all these radical Islamists we're hearing about and all this? He he basically says, it's bullshit. I don't know if I don't know if you need to bleep that out or not. <laughs> no, but that was, fine. Those right. were his words, right? Yeah. So I listened to him for a while, and I thought, well, 
and he was he seemed like a really nice guy but i mean i'm not into signing up for i'm not signing any religious contract with anything i'm sampling everything i might even make up my own by the time i'm done here mm. but but so anyway, I did. I started telling him, asking him what he thought about bringing voices through and recording animals speaking in words. And I noticed that took a little wind out of his uh, garb. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I get out of the truck. I get out of his van with him. And I'm there. And I'm messing around with the damn truck now. And the dump's been closed for like over an hour. And like I said, it's a, it, it, it dead ends. This, this one block going down to the gates, the entrance to the transfer station. It's kind of a dead end. So here I am sitting off the side of the road with the trucks trying to get it going and nothing's making sense. I'm priming it. I'm doing all this stuff and it wouldn't start. And so like an hour and a half after the, the transfer station closed, some dude comes down that dead end street and he pulls up to the gates and he's looking at the gate. I'm looking at him. I'm thinking, hey man, they close at five. And he comes over and starts talking to me. And long story, pretty damn long by now, is this guy, because I did what I did, and and like I said, I think the, the Muslim guy was just for humor purposes, but that that guy's like, yeah, man, I uh, he looks at my truck, and he ended up buying my truck, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> for exactly what I was asking for. It paid me cash for it, you know, a few days later, but... But I'm just saying, had I not got up off my butt, and look, I still have the video. I mean, I've I've had a lot of times like that, and and that's another thing where Mike Dooley says it, where you gotta get, you gotta do the GPS thing, you gotta get your car out of park. Don't even if you don't know where you're going, do it. Get out of the house. You yeah. know, I mean, no, I agree 100. Yeah. percent No, and that then that's true. That's a true statement. Um, when it comes to anything like that, I you know, and I know this is kind of a funny time. To, to to push a statement or a philosophy like that being that a lot of us are still stuck in our homes uh given the current situation uh but i i agree with that 100 percent. like okay if you need to do something you need to get out of your house you need to get off your butt you have to do things right because um sitting in one place it's not i i mean if there's one thing i've learned brian it's simply it's simply simply that um I've never achieved anything or had any opportunities come my way um, by just sitting at home. Simple as that. Or or being complacent. Um, I had to get out there and put myself in front of people or do things or just do activities. I mean, whatever it may be. And and I found that things do kind of work work their own cool ways. If you follow what I'm saying with that, Brian. Um, and and that's and your your story your situation is a testament to that I think if you hadn't gotten out there, that weird thing wouldn't have happened. And it's not a weird thing. It's a, actually it's a good thing if I'm correct, right? Oh yeah, and that's why I'm saying is that I don't I I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm wired in an extreme way where things are pretty dr- drastic a lot of times. But but this is not just yeah th- this is this is what. Mike's Dooley's saying and so many other people is how how it works you know they call it the law of attraction or metaphysics you know it's beyond the physical plane it isn't just it yeah and I and I think I think we'd all be better off if we really started embracing that because if you think about it if a lot of us are walking around hating things and putting a lot of sour energy into things it's probably showing up somewhere I mean, if you listen to Neville Goddard, he talks about it in that way that everything you see uh, in the physical reality was somebody's uh, imagination uh, working overtime. I don't, I don't know if you can really pin it down 100%, but, but I just think that 
I just think that a lot of people don't operate on on those principles. They don't, and they're uncomfortable even thinking about it. But yet they're doing it anyway. And just with the challenges that we have right now, I just and especially for me because, like I said, I've I'm kind of an extreme case, and I and I don't I I I, I have a lot. I'm I'm starting to see a lot more light showing up. But I've been working my butt off for a long time, and uh, you know I get in the way of myself. But 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 there are reasons. That they're starting to make more sense to me. That, like, in other words, I've been pretty hard on myself because I'm like, man, I know on this basic level I should do this, but I'm not doing it. Something's blocking me. Remember me telling you about that pray, that prayer, uh, praying for the brink of death thing. I, I was yeah. joking about it, but hey, man, I still got some deep down aches and pains that uh, re- take me back to that day, and and that was serious, man. I mean, I think I learned a lesson there, and uh, and that is I. I'm not ever praying for that one again. Uh, that's that's pushing it a little too far. But but that's why I say I I really want to move in the direction of understanding these things more. And I was actually looking for this audio that I recorded just yesterday. And I don't know if you remember that thing that looked like a pyramid, four sided pyramid. I called it the signal tower. Yeah, you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I remember we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just dug that thing out of the corner of my room, the dustiest room in the house. And the last time I did dusting in here, that's where all the guitars and stuff were hanging on the wall. Boy, that'd be like a, a two-hour dusting fest over that <laughs> one corner, so I didn't do it. So there's a lot of extra dust bunnies hanging out over there. And uh, I dug that thing out last night, and uh, I did a couple recordings. And one of the phrases I got was, "We, oh, yeah, Darren is over. We arranged that. Well, guess what, man? I do pray a lot for help and uh, guidance and all that, and I and I... You know, I I know everybody's got a different name. We a lot of us around here call God God, and they're always saying He. And I still I still think that's missing half the mark. You know, I just I and but anyway, no matter what you call it, and and like I said, Neville Goddard said we are God. Everybody's God, and Mike Dooley says we are the eyes and ears of God. And and these are there are so many people that have said that i mean i don't know we we can't you know by design i don't think we can really pin it down but anyway so this the significance of what i heard there was uh darren's over we arranged that is that i just got done selling a pair of uh slider uh heater vent doors out of a 64 carmen Ghia, and things are pinched down hard right now mm-hmm. off a of craigslist to a guy named darren and that just happened yesterday. It was a guy came in, just super nice, loved those parts, yeah. paid me through PayPal. And I don't know. I mean, we arranged that. I mean, is it possible that really there are there are some spirit uh, partners around here that actually can help help uh, yeah. bring some circumstance? I mean, I, I've I've had a lot of things happen like that. I mean, I I've got. I mean, I, the the one day that I got up, I don't know if I ever told you about the coming home and finding the bees all over my kitchen sink, like 175 bees in the kitchen window dropping into the kitchen sink. Do you remember that I'm trying one? trying to think. I, I, I think we may have talked about that, but I want to hear about it again, please. Okay, well, that was when I was running my dump truck, and I was getting into some pretty serious negativity. You start, I mean, Seattle's a horror show, man. I mean, that place is a mess, and a lot of people are just, there's a lot of negative energy up there. There's a lot of graft up there. There's a lot of... I mean, it's just crazy. It's a crazy place. So I was, you know, a few years ago when I was still running that truck, I remember I was at the, 
I was I was clashing with people. You know, we're giving each other dirty looks. Everybody was under a lot of stress. And uh, anyway, I started realizing, man, I'm really getting sucked into a negative zone here. And one uh, morning, I got up, and I mean, I was I really don't miss that place at all, uh, even though I was born there. But uh, I. I woke up and I had this little Toyota hatchback and the first thing I see when I got out, I had to go over to West Seattle to, to get something, some industrial part I ordered. And so I knew it was on my mind. I'm like, I was, I was listening to Abraham Hicks, if you've ever heard that name and another metaphysical teacher that that's uh, Esther Hicks supposedly channeled these, this, this enlightened intelligence spirit okay. intelligence anyway i told you i've studied a lot of things for years so i was really realizing you know you put out if you've got if you're really putting out a lot of negativity and you're looking at people and you're hating people or you're mad at people or and you get in that thing it's not healthy you know and and it and it kind of is putting out a beak and a signal and and so i was feeling that stuff a lot and i and because i was in the middle of it i was under a lot of pressure and I get up and I had to go out to West Seattle. So the first thing I noticed when I get outside is somebody had bashed the back window out of the hatch of my little Toyota station wagon. And that was like the second or third of three windows I lost, but I'm pretty outspoken. And I guess some people don't, they, they don't like, they, they get mad at words <laughs> to the point of, of yeah. paying you back when you're not looking. Yeah. So, but I'm not sure what it was about, but I was really already on that wavelength. Like, man, I'm really starting to get pulled into some dark, and anger and, and all darkness and all that. So I come outside and that's the first thing I saw. And, the, and my first reaction was, okay, now I'm going to start looking at myself on this one because I really feel like I've been shown enough that we have a lot of power and, and it's, and you know, there are variables, of course. So I'm driving that car out to West Seattle and I'm trying to remember some of the bullet points of that day. I'm sure I missed a lot of them, but I was also listening to a lady by the name of Christy Marie Sheldon, also listening to her metaphysical teachings and, and at the time. So I'm choking on exhaust on the way out there because it's vacuuming it right in the busted out back window. And I got the parts and I went to this teriyaki place and it's a one teriyaki place, the only one I've ever been to. It's a neat little place in West Seattle on California Avenue. And they always give you a fortune cookie. So I'm really running my voice inside my head. I didn't check to see if my lips were moving. They might have been. But, <laughs> but anyway, you got to be careful. That's an Eckerd Tolle thing. But uh, anyway, uh, I uh, so as the fortune cookie's coming, I'd been really having a conversation in my head saying, all right, God, or whatever. Uh, now I have a new one. It's the, 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 uh, the, the heavenly council or whatever the heck I call them. That's what I use <laughs> lately because I'm looking for guidance, you know, somebody that uh, maybe has some insight for me. But, yeah. but anyway – as the fortune cookies coming to me, I'm telling, I'm really putting the emphasis on this. I'm saying, please confirm that we, that this law of cause and effect, or, I mean, that's, I guess that's the old one. I forget what the new one is now, but in other words, what you put out comes back to you, right? So guess what the fortune cookie said? What does it say? Life is like a mirror. It reflects back what you put in front of it. <laughs> you ever got a fortune cookie like that before? Not really. No, they're usually pretty bad. Well, I mean. That's a fortune cookie, though. Well, not, I don't know. It was right on time for me, and I've never got one that was that direct for me yeah. like that. So I went down to the shoreline down around the corner from Alki Point in West Seattle, and I was really thinking about these things, and I was really wanting to to get 
get a grip on my own power. And I really needed to get out of Seattle. I couldn't, I couldn't survive there. I mean, that place, the, I'm too sensitive to energy, so I, I'm, I'm way the heck better. I wouldn't go back there if somebody bought me a house on the beach and a $1,000 a day allowance. I, I wouldn't take it. I mean, I, that's how much yeah. I don't like being there. So uh, I will do some drive-bys later when I'm rich. But, but uh, <laughs> seriously, and I'm, I'm putting together my little Volkswagen here for that. But, but anyway, so... Uh, <clears throat> Back to that, so I go down there, and I was really focusing on the the concept that's not a new one, you know, be here right now in the right now moment and clarify who you are and all that. Yeah. So I I listen I left a phone message for myself because I thought, wow, I've got this is such an intense day that I want to leave myself a phone message and I'll check my own voice for reversals. So check this out. I I said I still have the audio of this big time. And it was on my website, which I flushed down the drain since I last talked to you. I just, I just deleted. I, I called up Yahoo. I said, I said, pull the plug on that thing. I didn't even save half the stuff that was on there. But this one, I still have this mapped out. Was so I leave myself a phone message. I said, uh, what did I say? It's, uh, it is, it, no more screwing around. It is B time. It is go time, or whatever I said. I still have it. Like I said, I could show it to people. But right when I said it is B time, right? I mean, like be here now kind of thing. But that's what I said. That was my grammar. And I left it on my own answering machine. So anyway, yeah. I forgot all about that because I was really just like a lot of times I'm always thinking. And I get home and I have the video of this still, by the way. I walk into my kitchen and and I forgot all about the phone message. And I'm looking at the kitchen window, and there's and the kitchen window and the sink right below it. There's like 175 bees swarming inside my house right there, and yeah. and I forgot all about it. And I I tried to I tried to dust them up and take them all outside. Some they were dying and dropping from the window into my sink. Now where the hell did they come from? I have no idea. Never before, never after that day. And then it was like two, three hours later, I go, oh yeah, I left myself a phone message. I forgot what I even said. And think about it, man. I I go in there and my emphasis was, it is B time. You get it? Yeah. I get and it guess now. what? Yeah. And it was all about what you put out comes back to you. You know, like creating physical reality or whatever in circumstances with other people. But check this out. You know what the reversal I found right out of it is B time? It, the B time thing or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to break it down again because that was trillions of contemplations ago. But yeah. is now he or now I heed this. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm just saying I've captured all these normally unseen bits of uh, information and and by the way, the the I statement I told you that before it it comes it comes in all kinds of forms. The I statement comes out of a lot of uh, animals statements. In fact, uh, you played those. Be, yeah, you've it. played those before. We've we've played those. I know we've played animal statements in the past before with you. Hey, I just thought of another one. If if you ever want to scold your damn dog, hey, uh, uh, or you're telling somebody about your dog, saying, hey, my dog's all about I. You know, instead of he's all about me. I yeah. mean, anyway, it doesn't work unless you say it yourself. But uh, all right, well, listen. So, and there was another. There was a, yeah, yeah. Go there, ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I, I was trying to remember what what the next point was. I well, was I mean, tell you. Well, about. I know you've been working on consciousness experience experiments. Am I correct with on that? Like this is something. Well, yeah, that you've been yeah. Focusing and on, listen, right? I don't. I don't know if uh, I told you this. You you've messed around with electronics a little bit, and this is more of a basic thing. Yeah. I don't know if I told you this before, but. 
you, yeah, let's just see if you have an answer for this one. Sure. I have, I have a bunch of vintage clocks and clock radio, digital, like LEDs, right? Like oh, yeah. an old Zenith radio that lights up red. It's cool. It's, I don't know what year it is, 68, 71, somewhere in there probably. But, uh, and, uh, and then I have an, uh, a 80s under the counter AM FM radio clock radio in my kitchen and uh, an older 25-year-old microwave, and then my my built-in double-stack, double-range has a digital. So these plug into, they're all 110. They're either plug into the wall or hardwired in, in the case of the range, or the stove, the yeah, oven. Yeah, And uh, let me ask you this. So you know about syndicated radio. Do you, you know that they all start exactly at six minutes after the hour, right? Correct, Top yes. Top of the hour? Yes. Okay, I mean, they time it to the second. Yeah. So I'm listening to a, a syndicated radio show that comes on at nine o'clock at night on the West Coast here, and I look at the the under the counter radio, and I look at it, and it's four minutes after the hour when this show starts. I'm like, what the hell? I look at my phone. My phone's six minutes after the hour, like it should be. So I look at my oven, the microwave, and the Zenith radio, and there and the three of them, the microwave, the, the ovens, and the under-counter thing, they're all in the kitchen. Not that this would matter anyway. But the Zenith is out in the living room. But every single one of them is running two minutes behind. And the thing is, if you ever unplug them or kill the power, I've had a little power surge, a flash where the lights flicker in the house. And sometimes the, 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 all four of those, they'll be, they'll be either flashing at 12 or they'll be flashing and move on from 12. Yeah. They were all running two minutes behind. Now, how do you explain well, that? Well, that's, I mean, if it was one, if it was one device, I'd say, well, it's simply just, it's, it's not, because your phone's on a, your, your phone's on an atomic clock. So that's easy mm-hmm, to explain right. why it's right on, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. a household appliance that has the, has the bonus feature of a digital clock on it, which most of them did and do, um, that it'd be easy because those, those don't, don't, well, I don't want to go too far off the off the mark here, but some of the oh please really, join me. Some of the really high tech, some of the really high tech appliances, they are on atomic clocks also. But I mean, older appliances, no, they're they're just on their own clock. You set it manually, and that's it. So I would say if it was only one one device in your home that was off by two minutes, I say, well, it's off by two minutes because you set it two minutes behind the atomic clock. Hey. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you have multiple that are right on the, I mean, and Listen, I Scott. Yeah, yeah I, I I just want to tell you. I mean, I don't. I'm not casual about my clocks. I literally like my battery clocks around here. You know, the with the quartz where you, usually they take a single double A battery. Yeah. This is how much I kind of pay attention to my clocks, and is when I when I set my battery clocks, I run the second hand two or three seconds after the twelve, and then I I look at my I pull the battery out. So they stop right there, and I look at my clock because I want to set the second hand within a second of my phone. You know. Yeah, I've done. I do the same thing, and and yeah. and I do the same thing with the plug-in ones. So yeah. I mean, I'm very fairly meticulous about it. I'm just saying, all four of those clocks were running two minutes behind, and every single one of them, if you kill the power for even a partial second, they will reset at twelve and either stay at twelve or flash on from there. So I'm just, the reason I brought that up is, the reason I'm bringing it up is I'm saying that I keep getting, I get these 
reminders a lot of times and and there's like a a physical uh artifact to it where it's not you don't i mean i i've i've like i documented the bees and all that stuff that's why i've gone out of my way to document so-called physical evidence of the normally unseen and that's why that's one of the biggest reasons i did it but yeah thinking back to 1998 when i started moving into the itc thing yeah i didn't realize that sometimes as i told you before the more the potent the evidence is like that the more it's going to go against you at least for me so far yeah but the other thing i want to say that, that's what i say is it's just almost like some influence sure it could be my mind it, the deep part of my mind saying okay let's just throw a lightning bolt at these four o'clocks just to screw with yourself Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's it. I think I'm just on a path where I'm supposed to kind of reach out and, and work on this more metaphysical stuff. And when I was dealing with some really high stress things, I had a, one of my quartz clocks that runs on a battery out in my office and I might still have the video of this. It was on the website, but I don't think, I mean, I don't think I, I think I had used the FTP to put it on there or oh, whatever. I, I got rid of a whole YouTube I, look, I don't know what a channel is. I I got I've got. Uh, I'll let that one go. Anyway, so the uh, the thing about the clock out there was I was in a really high spike situation mentally for some pretty serious reasons day after day, and it was regarding my mom. I thought I was literally trying to save her life. I fooled myself that way a few times, trying to make up for the past, I guess. But but anyway, uh, so I get off the phone with my next door neighbor. And all of a sudden, she calls me back. And I'm out in my office, and uh, I, 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 she gets. I said, I see it's her number. I said, Hey, Michelle, what's going on? She's acting all freaked out. She goes, Brian, what's wrong with my phone? It's calling everybody in my phone book. And I, and I thought, Okay, I, I know, I, I get, I'm really amped. I'm probably affecting some electronics again here. I, that was my first guess. So I went over to ta- tell her a few stories. I told her about the bees and the sink and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, she goes, God, you must be one of those sliders. And I'm thinking, well, uh, once in a while, maybe. <laughs> so I come back into my office and I hear this sound. I'm like, what the hell is this now? And I was like, I was almost starting to get amused by it because I needed to break away from what I was doing. I was in, I was in pretty much in a very stressful horror show going on about what was going on. And Scott, I'm telling you, man. I, I want to yeah, I want to tell you about the Neville Goddard. I'll bring it up. It had to do with that period in my life regarding my mom too, and I think this is important because it's the same thing about yeah. affecting physical reality. Neville Goddard was all all about telling us that we're God, that we that are that what God really is is the your wonderful human imagination, to put it in his words. Yeah. But back to the clock or the noise I heard in my office. I get in there, man, and I look up, and that clock in my office, which is a quartz clock. The second hand is ticking around and sweeping the dial every five seconds. And I might still have the video of that. I took the clock doing that back over to Michelle's back door to show her, and she's looking at me going, all right. I remember <laughs> anyway, you, sh- and I, so you showed us that video, too. I did? I, I, you, you have showed that. us that video in the past. So, yeah, I remember that video. You sent that to us. Well, look, if I just think if we – and I'm not, I'm not holding my breath or anything, but I just think that for a lot of us, the more the more we realize that how much more power we have and that we do kind of shape physical reality considering there's a whole lot of room for improvement maybe it'd be a good idea just to encourage people to think about it more and people that are striving cuz 
it really doesn't happen overnight. I mean, and maybe for some people, some people may may ever since they were born like, yeah, I know that's the way it works. And they do it every day of their life. They're totally comfortable with it. And they're looking at you like, well, didn't you know that? I mean, yeah. we're all doing stuff at a different pace. And, and, uh, Hey, do you want me to tell you about the, the Neville Goddard thing? About, yeah, sure. Okay. Well, I, when I first found him and I was really listening, I was like, man, I've never heard anybody saying all this stuff before. And I, and I've listened to him for dozens of hours. I mean, and I, and and he's really a kick to listen to, is he talked about these techniques about creating or reality. And there are overlaps with other people that talk about these metaphysical uh, rules and things. And so my mom was literally uh, on her deathbed up there, and they basically gave her about a week to live. And she looked like she was a corpse almost. I mean, I won't go into the details of her situation, but I'll tell you what. They they made a mistake up there when they basically said, yeah, we give you about a week to live. Uh, sign this paper, and even though you got diabetes that just ate you half alive, uh, we'll we'll start get getting you Pepsi if that's what you want. And that I think that really ticked my mom off because she's still around now. And that was a year and a half ago. And okay. and the other thing that I always joke about, well, I mean I always joke, but this one I and she kind of gets it, but there's a lot more truth here, and I'm starting to figure this one out. Is I said. Uh, Mom, don't you remember? Because she barely remembers that. You know, she's pretty far gone. And I said, don't you remember what you told me? You had a near-life or near-death experience. <laughs> and, yeah. and she's she's taking me seriously. That was, that was a mistake on her <laughs> part. Because I, I, I couldn't help. I kept a pretty straight face. I said, yeah, you said you made it all the way to the pearly gates. And she's her eyes were getting big. And I said, don't you remember what St. Peter told you? And she's like, no. No, I said... He he told you. To, he says no, not yet. You got to go back and screw with Brian for a few more years, <laughs> and she kind of does too. But she'll never admit it. I've so, cra- I've I've got her to crack a smile now when I've called her out. I'm I'm finally starting to figure yeah. some of this stuff out. But uh, like I said, we'll all be high fiving in the afterlife about all this. But back to Neville Goddard. So she was almost dead, and Neville Goddard talks about techniques of bringing things into the physical world that you want and of course it's not a hundred percent and there are variables and and keep in mind I mean a lot's changed since he died in 1972 but part one of the tricks is you you use whatever physical tricks you can use in your imagination so when I was up there for days leading up to what I'm gonna tell you I did this one night I was literally purposely focusing on grabbing the rail on the side of her bed and feeling it, remembering what it felt like. The same thing with the door handle and some of the trim in the room. And I spent time locking that into my memory to where that night when, like I said, she was just about dead. I I used that as a trick to try to blend the physical and non-physical world together in my imagination. And Neville Goddard says what you want to do, you want an outcome for somebody's health, you use your mind to think that is as physically real as you can. You hear yourself saying to somebody, wow, you look better than you have in a long time. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, if you know their voice in your mind, you hear them say, I feel better than I have in a long time. And you kind of trick your mind into thinking you're in the physical world. So I did that for my mom and I picked two things and my wording was kind of unique. I picked the conversation being somebody telling my mom 
because she was looked like she was dead almost. She was really near the edge. Was you look more alive than you have in a long time. And the other thing was I pictured like angels going in a room. And I didn't put a lot of detail into what they looked like because I don't know. But other than they were like, I, I picked five or six glow-in-the-dark figures that were going in there with pure light energy to help bring some healing to her. And you, you know what she told me the next day? What was that? She told me she saw an angel in her room, and one of the other people there came up and told her she looked more alive than she has in a long time. Oh, wow. So what I'm saying is I don't think that was a coincidence, and that's just one of many. But I just think with the situations we have going on right now, these things are worth striving for. I mean, I guess I guess if a lot of people aren't into even doing this, they just think you're nuts if you're talking about it. I've been led into it for a lot of reasons. I had dreams for years about that I always – I mean, I've always been stressed out to a high degree. I mean, even – well, anyway – I, I had dreams for years that I needed to run. I had to move. I, I, I felt like I had to get out of the way of something that was a threat to me mm-hmm. in my dreams. It was really vague. But the only way I could ever get any motion was to run backwards. And then that was that was years leading up to ever hearing about David Oates and this reverse speech thing and yeah. and listening to stuff backwards. And the other thing I had was and it was in it and it was a really it happened once or twice where I had dreams where animals were talking to me. It was years before I ever screwed around with audio stuff. And I just remember it just had this really deep down connection for me. And, yeah. and, uh, but, but, you know, I, I get in some weird zones where I can feel them and I can't pin them down. And I was just going to say that, uh, one time I was sitting at a, a guy's place with him and he had this knot that was off some old boat that the rope was like an inch thick in diameter, right? It, it was all dried out, and I'm looking at it, and I just got this weird feeling to come over me. It was it was used to tie up a boat, and it was just a knot, and I assu- I thought it was like petrified, and for some reason I got this weird feeling like, wouldn't that be weird if I could pick that thing up and untie that knot that's probably just torqued tight as hell for years? <laughs> and Scott, I'm telling you, I picked that thing up, and I was just in this weird zone. I could feel it. And I just got this idea. I picked that thing up and it like melted in my hand and un- I was able to just like, without using any pressure, untie this knot. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying because of the way my life's worked and it's been really bizarre and pretty strenuous to put it mildly. Those are the kinds of things I want to move in the direction of being able to massage into being more of part of my life. Well, you, you gave us some audio tracks to play here we that we want to we wanted to check out tonight um sure did, did you want to do that right now yeah go ahead yeah I'm, right. i i i i just wanted to drive those points home that no that you d- yeah i'm I, i'm really this is what i'm going to aim forward for it's not just about me and by the way i always thought i was being pretty you know pe- I'm, I'm pretty ungrounded by nature and and uh i i have a lot of critical thinking and i'm also pretty open-minded and i and i i can see I can I can look back going over the cliff of the guardrail of uh, self restraint many yeah. times, but I but I'm aware of it, you know. So so what I'm saying is that uh, I I'm I for years I was thinking I I want to focus I want that's why I knocked on so many doors I wanted to go in and do something to have a tangible result that made a beneficial difference and I didn't care if anybody 
could put it in a box or not. But I'm not trying that anymore. But what I do care about more, and maybe this is what it's been leading up to, is I really do want to. And I'm not going to be like some guru or something. I'm too moody for that. But but uh, I just want to really share some ideas and some of the things I've learned about helping other people that are seeking these things. Cause you have to really reach for it. It, It's pretty, you know, it takes some work to, but, but considering the challenges that we have collectively, I mean, if, if we can all reach, reach out and grab a miracle and it, you know, even if you have to put some effort into it, I think it's worth doing. So that's one of my main reasons moving forward that I want to do it. And then the other thing is getting, getting the invention thing going, getting some rapport with companies to where I have more money than I ever need to worry about. And then I actually have it written down, but I'll save that for later. And then, so back to the audio files. Yeah. Which one do you want to play? Well, we'll start with the, I mean, the, I mean, I don't want to say it cause I don't want to front load anybody, but, um, we don't. Yeah. Let's not do that first. You, let's if just I've play it. it with that. Why don't we play it? Yeah, You blind. should be able to hear it just fine. The head and, and your headset. So, um, let's just play it. And then okay. I know you. I know you're familiar with it, and we'll just go from there. Neville, would you be able to describe to us here what it's like where you're at? Are you in? Are you in bliss, heavenly bliss now, beyond the world of death and decay? <laughs> Well, I I hear it really plainly the, the phrase as I labeled it, and I sent it to a, a lady that used to work with David O. She's got some pretty good ear training, but she hears it plain as day: is deny coffin, have a party, and okay. that's a dual direction, of course. So you play it either way. But that if those those of people the people that have that are familiar with Neville Goddard's voice might say, "Wow, that sounds like him," because that is his voice, all chopped up. Yeah, and backwards and forwards and layered, and that's what I call a carrier track. And and the the first one that I ever uh, got that, that I don't know if they're coming from him or not, but the whole idea I'm asking, I'm asking him, are are how you doing in the afterlife uh, past this world of death and decay? Because that's what he called it here, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess it's true, isn't it? <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, so deny coffin have a party if you think about it he 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 was uh, i remember one of the things he said was when you hear that i died he says don't feel sad for me he said i think he said celebrate he might have even said have a party because that's what i was asking about so how'd it work out you know and and so i'm calling out to this guy i'm not saying it's him coming through yeah. but it sounds like him and that phrase was not anything that was in what I chopped up and was using it in this technique, but to deny coffin. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm not doing that one again. Cause he <laughs> was pretty convinced that he had fulfilled his commitment on this plane of existence. He ain't coming back for more and, and have a party, you know, like celebrate this thing. Yeah. I mean, and so the, but the first one I ever felt like I got that was really clear using his voice that sounded like it was when I when I first found him and I was just so lit up about the things I was learning from what he left behind on audio recordings was you found the truth to follow me. All right. So, the, all right. I, so there's another one here that you sent us. Um, and I'll be, again, again we're not going to play. I'm not going to give you the name. I'm just going to play it. Let me sound like I'm really educated here because I wrote this down. Let's see if I'm smart enough to find my page. 
that what that is there's a show on on a, a pretty cool radio station if for anybody yeah i should drop this one for people's pleasure too anybody that likes the beatles there's a show on on kixie.com streaming on saturday afternoon 4 p.m pacific standard time it's called beatles backbeat it's super cool man this guy he's a local guy too i think his name's gary shipe he hosts this show for an hour on saturday afternoon and uh, they got all these cool Beatles covers from, I didn't even, I mean, every week I'm hearing stuff I never heard before. Like, uh, God, what was it? I, I think if I heard him right, Paul McCartney and John Lennon by themselves went and did some club thing where they called themselves the Nurk Twins. I mean, it's just stuff I never heard of before. But anyway, so back to yeah. this, what that is right there. I, I was asked, I wanted you to listen to that. Can you guys hear it on your end? Yeah, we can hear it on our end, yeah. Well, let me finish telling you what it is. And I, and I know I dropped the ball on showing off with my note here. But what it is, I wanted to say is, is what Gary Scheip said that is, is they, and maybe it was like for a production thing, like to even out both sides of an album. I don't know, because they were doing vinyl back then in 67. It was April 21st, I think. I have it written down here. It doesn't really matter. But, but what that is, is they filled in the run out, he calls it. I think yeah, I got that term possibly right right behind sergeant peppers i used to hear that at at a, a, a tavern i used to go to many years ago at one level of life i affectionately called the hill dive but anyway uh i remember hearing it on the jukebox there and even as blotted as i was i was like straining my brain this was years before i got into the audio thing i was like what the hell does that mean now if you guys listen to that thing see if you see if you can tell me what you think it's saying if it's even saying anything in words well, we'll put. What, I, I what, have my. I wrote down what I thought it said. Well, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Amber? Never could see any other way. Perfect, perfect. Well, I hear it as never do see any other way. Okay. But I mean, when Gary talked about it the other day, he's like just uh, gibberish, right? Yeah. But but I'm always trying to pin things down, and and I just remember the first time I heard it, it's just like so you know probably because I had about four pictures for you know starters at the time, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so so it isn't. It, it it I couldn't tell if that's something that somebody could pin down phonetically. But but hey, do you got? Can you guys play that backwards real quick while you're listening to it? Do you have a way of doing that? No, not right now. No. We'll okay, have to. because God, I gotta find my note. That's what I get for having too many damn clipboards. I mean, let's see. Hold on a sec. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Right. By the way, I was right. It was April twenty first, nineteen sixty seven. Uh, anyway. But the way I sounded it out was never do see any other way. But but uh, check this later, and and I guess I'm front loading as you say. But I played it backwards, and I hear it say, "I will not be there." Hey, Superman. <laughs> anyway, I'm not saying it has to mean anything, but I was just curious yeah. what you guys would hear of that because because like I said, when it comes to perceiving these anomalous sounds, people hear things that can be light years apart. So anyway, thanks yeah. for uh, filling. Yeah, for no, that, yeah, no that problem. There. Yeah. So the last one we have, we'll we'll play this one. Yeah, I did that blindly, or you know, blind label, whatever you want to call it. But but see if you can hear anything close to because I'm I'm going from memory now. But see if you can hear anything like believe me or. Uh, believe Brian, they are real. Can you hear anything close to that? I might be mixing it up. Amber, what what did you, you hear? I didn't. I couldn't hear ones, and I couldn't hear anything in that one. 
It's well, kind of what hard about to hear. after I suggest that to you? Is it something close to believe, Brian? They are real. I hear Brian, and I think I heard that the first time I listened to it. Actually, believe Brian, they are real. Okay. C- can you hear that, Scott? I well, yeah. I mean, we well, we kind of front loaded. I mean, not front loaded it, but loaded it. <laughs> um, well, well, look, I, uh, to me, that's really clear, and that's coming out of uh, of of a carrier track that I use. And by the way, uh, well, what I was going to say is that came to me really in a strong way, and it was right at the time when I when I was I. I've been. I went through all three hours of Mike Dooley's webinar, and I've got a new study thing that I do. Is like I I I listen to audio of somebody talking, and you know a lot of times, of course, they're just talking, but then there are a lot of points of information. So I've been listening to the audio, hit the pause button, uh, you know, play it on Goldwave on the computer so I can see it, I can pause it, I can slow it down, whatever I want to do, and then I'll. I go through the audio and I'm picking out every pinpoint of information and typing it into and saving it in folders and breaking everything down. I mean, I'm I'm rewiring my brain. Uh, I, yeah, I think there's really something to this. Well, Brian, I want to yeah. say thank you for taking time to talk to us about this. Um, yeah, this has been really cool. I mean, it's good to talk to you again. It's been a while. Um, but thank you so much for taking time sure, to talk yeah. to us well, about I, this. Yeah, gonna, if I could, if I could go, just say for that that uh, YouTube thing, I yeah, don't need yeah, a website, yeah. but I, you know, a lot of people are are doing you know regular contributions out there on YouTube, and they don't have websites. But what I was going to say, I want to just say right now, if anybody has any ideas or anything to run by me. Uh, I'd like to give my email address right here. Yeah. I almost typed it on that picture that I sent you guys too. But go ahead, uh, go ahead. Sometimes you don't want to make things too easy, but uh, but it's inventor two zero one two at yahoo dot com, and I'll explain more in on that the YouTube thing when I do the casual videos. But I'm kind of aiming to doing some audio, and I've got some I've got some pretty crafty things that I've been making notes for years that I'm going to see about doing. Ghostly talk. <laughs> Thank you.